0: We've got two of the best defensive ends playing against each other, so I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on the quarterbacks. I think you're going to see some of these quarterbacks make mistakes. Welcome to the Sports Forecasters Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. This podcast has been created not to dwell and over-evaluate what has already happened in the sports world, but to predict and to forecast what has yet to come. From game picks to draft picks, and from trades to free agent signings, we will let you know what happens before it happens your hosts nick and nate will evaluate study and understand sports patterns tendencies and nuances to better prepare you on what to expect just like weatherman but way more accurate so if you like to pick games or you simply just want to be in the know before anybody else you are in the right place enjoy the show Welcome everyone to the latest edition. I know we got a new follower from Florida. So I hope you all continue to listen to this. Subscribe. You know, share this because we're awesome. Nick's awesome. And you know, we're just gonna continue to throw forecasts and picks and predictions at you at you to entertain you and to maybe even win you money if your sports betting is legal in your state. So this is what we do. We predict, we forecast. We're not Monday morning quarterback. We are Friday afternoon forecasters.
1: Isn't that right, Nick? That's absolutely correct. So we made it through quarter post of the NFL season and now we're looking forward to looking at week five here and some college games. Nathan, what were your thoughts on week four NFL football?
0: (laughs) Week four NFL football, man. I mean, I'm still I'm still trying to get these picks right, you know. uh, I did real well week one, weeks two, three, four, you know, overall I had my picks were above fifty percent. Profit-wise, I'm not doing so well because I'm just parlaying the wrong games, but I'm getting that all fixed, so we're doing good. But I'll just tell you what. There's a lot of... It's so unpredictable this year, right? And I know it's unpredictable when the AFC play NFC players of the week are Joe Burrow and Daniel Jones. When you wake up Tuesday morning and you see on Facebook that the AFC and NFC players of the week are Joe Burrow and Daniel Jones, you know your bets weren't going to work out that week. So... With all that being said, I think things are going to start to clear up, and um, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna see a lot of bit more predictability because we have a lot of more data. Um, Algorithm is going to be on fire here, and I'm really excited to see what we got going on. But you know what? We got some, we got some forecasting to do, right? We have Friday forecasters, right? We're not. That's why we release this on Friday, not on Monday. So, first thing we want to forecast. There's a lot of, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on, right? You got. Matt Nagy and the Bears, hot seat. Joe Judge was on the hot seat, but they had a pretty solid win. Like I said, Daniel Jones, player of the week. And then we got some news at Jacksonville and their coaching situation there. So, first prediction, which coach in the NFL will get fired, released, resigning, whatever you want to call it. Who's going to be the first one this year in the NFL?
1: I really had Matt Nagy in the driver's seat of that position. Really thought it was going to be him just taking control of that, but in light of recent events, which we don't need to go into detail, I just believe it's going to be Urban Meyer is going to be fired or step aside. It's just it's not looking good there. You have blown leads consistently the last two weeks. Focus does not seem to be there. There's plenty of other candidates I think might be pressing to be right behind him, but he just seems like he is well within the driver's seat and weighing the lead right now. What are your thoughts, Nathan?
0: Yeah, I had Matt Nagy or Joe Judge, but Matt Nagy committing to Justin Fields the rest of the year I think is actually going to help him because they don't want Justin Fields to have to start over with a new coach next year. So just committing to him. And and Justin Fields looked pretty good last week, um, albeit it's the Lions, but um, he looked pretty good. So just sticking with the rookie guy the rest of the year and staying that commitment and being committed to him I think does help Matt Nagy and Joe Judge. I mean, Daniel Jones looked good last week. The Giants, the Giants, I think are a good team. They just, they need, they just need more reps and and they'll get there. So, so yeah, I don't think, I think you're right. I I agree. It's urban urban Meyer. And and he says, he's not going to resign. Right. And listen, the owner says he's got to regain the respect back and the trust back in the locker room. And after the events that happened, I don't know. I just envisioned myself being a player there and seeing him as my coach and what he had done, it's 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 very hard for me to think how they're going to be able to get that trust and respect back, in my opinion. And, and I know they're going to give it a shot. I know they're going to stick with him. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to be very, very difficult um, for this organization to move forward with Urban Meyer. Yeah, I think he's going to be the first to go as well, whether it's a fire, whether it's a resignment. I don't know. But... You know what, there's a USC job opening, maybe he'll go there. Next thing we want to talk about, there's been a couple uh surprising defensive releasements um this past week. Uh, we got Stephon Gilmore, but who was signed by the Panthers. And after you know, while we're recording this, Jalen Smith from the Cowboys got released, the linebacker. Um so we don't know where he's gonna sign at this moment, but so we're gonna predict where he's gonna go. So Nick, where do you where do you think he's gonna go?
1: First and foremost, I just want to jump on that stuff on Gilmore trade. Carolina, congratulations for jumping on it first, but how do contenders that are in defensive needs, like the Buccaneers and the Chiefs especially, how did you not jump on that and get the sixth round pick or even a fourth round pick to get that player? Good job on Carolina's front office, part for being on the phone, getting that job done very quickly so no one else could interfere with it. So we'll see what Carolina does with it, but congratulations to them for winning that one. That's a huge acquisition. For Jalen Smith, the big thing for me or hesitation I have is, as of this recording, I don't have the information of why he was released. So... That's going to be the big thing of knowing. Is it because he's losing a step, Or is there other things going on? Who's going to take the risk on him? Who's going to bring him in? There's plenty of teams that need help at the linebacker position or with their defense in general. Two teams I just mentioned. But I don't think those two teams are going to be the ones that sign him in the end. A team that really should sign him to try to get more of maybe a leadership presence because he was voted team captain a week before he was released, which is baffling in itself. Two teams I'm really looking at for them to do are the Tennessee Titans because they're in dire defensive need. They need someone there that can stop something on the defensive side, which I think they have the players there, but for whatever reason, their schemes are not working Tennessee Titans or the Chicago bears, two teams that have needs, there. bears mostly for just depth reasons, not because they need starters, because they have excellent defensive players in Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith, but just depth, there for the Chicago Bears and the Tennessee Titans just because they need something defense is awry. you need something there to bring stability to it who are your thoughts Nathan
0: well you got to pick one so who's
1: your final who's your final pick my final pick would be the Tennessee Titans because right now they're in the lead for their division
0: this is who I think should sign him will they sign him I don't know because they probably don't have any money left because they're paying their quarterback a billion dollars but I think the Chiefs are gonna ultimately get him and I think Jalen Smith maybe will just sign a one-year contract for just a low amount of money, so it's not a huge cap hit. Just to on a on a Super Bowl contender to more of a, a rehearsal kind of a, of a year, so he can sign a, a maybe more of extended contract with some team next year as a free agent. So I think he goes to a contender that needs him, that wants him, and I think the Chiefs need him the most because their defense is, what, second to last in the league? Um, it's so bad, and that linebacker area is so weak, so weak. So I think – I my guess is he's going to go to Kansas City. It's probably more in my head thinking that. Like, okay, that's probably where – that's probably who should sign him, whether the Chiefs do it or not. I don't know. I mean – the Chiefs organization baffles me right now. I think they're making some poor decisions and I think they're going the wrong direction. We talked about this last week, but anyways, that's, that, that's my one, my one guess, Kansas city Chiefs.
1: Excellent choice a team. I would have played with thinking, but not to be in my mind. Now we're going to take a preview at the college football playoffs. Who are the four teams that we think will get in the college football playoffs? Nathan, I'll let you start it off on this one.
0: Yeah, man, it's uh, I know way too early. Uh, we're what week five, so but you know, it's for us. We're forecasters, right? This is what we do. We like to do things way too early. Bama and Georgia look like the two most dominated teams. So I at, at this point, unless crazy things happen, I mean, even when the backup quarterback for Georgia plays, it's they're still dominant. So just seeing Georgia's win against Arkansas last week with their backup quarterback. It just confirms how dominant they are. So Bama and Georgia are going to be in the playoff, right? Because they're both going to go undefeated into the SEC championship game. One of them is going to win. I honestly think it's going to be Georgia. But they're both just going to make the playoff, just like it was a uh, a couple years ago. So that leaves two spots left, which makes things really interesting because the Big 10 looks super strong. Penn State, Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, all ranked in the top 10. Big 10 is super strong this year. On Ohio State, it looks like they took a step back while everyone took like three steps forward. And they already lost to Oregon, who lost to Stanford. So in my opinion, Ohio State's kind of outside looking in. You know, The best thing they can do is win out, and hopefully Oregon loses maybe another game. But at this point, I think a Big Ten team's going to get in. I think Ohio State still has a chance. If they win out, They, I think they'll get in because their loss, per se, is a quality loss. Ultimately, I don't think they went out. I think Ohio State has a couple more losses um, coming up because the Big Ten, it looks so dominant. So it's between Iowa and Penn State. I got Iowa winning this game against Penn State. I just, I really, really love this football team. I love both of them, actually, but um, I'm picking Iowa, man. Their defense is superb. I like their offense a little bit more than Penn State's offense, and um they just they just take care of the ball a lot better they're not flat as flashy but they take care of the ball and they do score a lot of points and their defense is so good so i like iowa and i like iowa to just run with it so i mean this is the year man you're gonna have some new teams with oklahoma no way they're getting in they look terrible clemson no way they're getting in iowa or ohio state no way they're getting in uh, well i should say no way there i think they have a chance but um, this is a year where new people get in. So I think the winner of the Big Ten, and I'm going to pick Iowa at this point to run that table. And then I think Cincinnati has a shot because all the other teams are down. They, I mean, they've got superbly quality wins on their schedule. The, the win at Notre Dame was imp- so impressive, um, given the fact that Notre Dame was undefeated and highly ranked. And they just went to the playoff they've been to a couple playoffs. This is the year that you got a lot of men major in. You may as well, because a lot of the big teams are down. So I've got Alabama, Georgia. I'm going to pick Iowa out of the Big Ten, but there's going to be a Big Ten championship champion, and then I got Cincinnati. That was a long-winded answer. Who do you
1: got? SEC fans, you can rejoice. You're going to get two teams in. Big 12, Pac-12, their chances have left the train station unless, like Nathan said, something crazy happens here in the next few weeks, and that's why we watch the games and have the games happen. So we'll see what happens there, but Georgia and Alabama are gonna get there regardless of the result of the SEC game, barring it being a major blowout by one of the teams they're both gonna get in. Now it comes down to Big 10. Are they gonna beat each other up too much to be able to get in? I don't think that's gonna be the case in the end. This weekend is gonna be the big barometer. If Iowa can find a way to win their road leading into the Big 10 championship, Is it easy but much easier than what Penn State, Ohio State, or Michigan have left in their schedule? Iowa could – their opponents after Penn State is in this order. Purdue, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois, Nebraska. Nebraska and Wisconsin may be tough matchups, but, I mean, if you stay with your sound football, good butt. It's can they win. If this game this weekend, Penn State versus Iowa, was – at Penn State I would say the Lions were gonna win but this weekend I believe Hawkeyes are gonna win This is gonna be Penn State's second road game this season the first one they barely won 16 to 10 against Wisconsin I just think Iowa they're a little more well-traveled this season they're they've adapted to having home fans away fans and I think Iowa just comes and brings it home winning it when the Big Ten getting themselves in and then that fourth team I'd like to say Cincinnati right now and I'm going to go with that just because in terms of big ranked teams they have left on their schedule they've cleared that part of it they just need to hold par the rest of the way and just make sure they take care of business which up to this point they've done a tremendous job of doing come in take care of business and move on to the next week so. I'm hoping the Bearcats get in so we have one Ohio representative in the college playoffs, but we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati, man, they didn't lose the game last year. They're still undefeated this year. Look really good. And you know what? The Field of Dreams baseball game happened this year in Iowa, so maybe the Field of Dreams is going to transfer to the Hawkeyes and they have a magical run and make the college football playoff. We will see, but those are this week's predictions. All right, well, we got our picks this week. Nate's 8 comes out Saturday morning the Tate picks does and Sunday morning I got my whole NFL betting stuff that I'm going to go through I've got some cool different changes I made to that so I can't wait to talk about that but you know what Nick we have our own challenge here
1: that we need to focus on so let's do it all right first starting with our plus minus going against the spread what game are you going with for the spread Nathan
0: I'm going to go straight to the undefeated team, San Francisco at Arizona. Um, San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo, sir, Trey Lance, he's not quite ready. And he's definitely not quite ready to go against an Arizona team that looks so good and well run. This team, defensively, maybe not quite. Um, like, I mean, they're a top 10 defensive team. Uh, don't get me wrong. But uh, offensively, they're they're off the charts. Uh, I think they're second in the league in scoring. Uh, Kyler Murray, to me, is the front-runner for MVP, even though for some reason the, the sportsbooks has Patrick Mahomes. Give me a break. Jeez, I'm over Patrick Mahomes. Um, I've got Arizona, minus 5.5 on the spread. I think this is a two-touchdown game. San Francisco, like I said, injury problems. They're going to have to start probably a rookie quarterback this week. Playing the, the obvious choice here, Arizona 5.5, man. It seems like a too easy
1: pick side note on the game you picked um prop bettors if you had jimmy garoppolo going down by week four you just were able to cash in and inevitably happen yeah that sounds like a sound bet i'm gonna go in a different direction here i'm gonna go with two teams that are at the bottom of the standings i'm gonna go with the jets and falcons over in london this weekend i think that they have their pinkies out they find the right charm and the falcons beat the spread of giving up three points they end up winning by more than that i'm gonna say at least a touchdown they end up winning Falcons don't know how to win close games, so they're going to make sure they have plenty of cushion. Falcons end up beating the spread by winning by more than three points. Next, we have our over and under. What do you have for your over-under, Nathan?
0: All right, so for my over-under, I'm going to go to the Cleveland-Los Angeles Chargers game.
1: Um, there hasn't
0: been a Chargers game that, in my, I, to my recollection, that has gone on the over. Cleveland... Browns the last two games have also been on the under both of these defenses are superbly underrated in my opinion and you've got two quarterbacks that I think can be a little bit careless with the ball I, I love them both and I think they're perfect fits for their situations but I, I think this kid this game can get a, a little scrappy in my opinion you've got two of the best defensive ends playing against each other. So I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on the quarterbacks. I think you're going to see some of these quarterbacks make mistakes. I, th- um, So I think this is just going to be an ugly game. This is at a 49 and a half, at least right now for me. I'm picking the under here. I don't see these, these teams scoring 20, each scoring 25 points. This is a low scoring game, a little ugly, a lot of punts, a lot of turnovers. So I'm doing the under, under the 49 and a half for
1: Cleveland, Los Angeles Chargers. For me, I'm going to come back to home state of Ohio. Packers versus Bengals. The over-under is at 50 and a half points. I'm going to say under. Cincinnati this season only has one game right now that has went over 50 points. Packers do just enough to put their teams away and just ride it out to the end of the game. They're not going to be too flashy. They're going to take care of business, get things done. As of right now, with Joe Mixon possibly missing the game, I don't see Cincinnati producing a ton of points yes they have good receivers but i don't think they're going to produce enough points to be able to get them over that 50 and a half points so i'm going to go with the under for the packers versus Bengals. next we have the money line nathan who's going to be your money line pick for this week
0: my money line pick for this week is going to be the cleveland browns i know it's a plus one um very big game here um, I just, I like the Browns. I think this is the second and third best teams in the AFC facing off each other right now. I I just, like I said, I, I, this is a big game because this could decide some seeding and, and home field advantages deep in the playoffs. I'm just going to stick with my, my preseason picks of the Browns versus the bills in the AFC championship. And I think this is a game they need to win to be able to get there. So I got the Browns winning this game. I, so I got, it's, they're plus one. I get it, but I got this. I picked the under. I think it's like a twenty three seventeen game.
1: And I'm also going to go with money line with the Browns versus Chargers. Chargers have a short week after coming off that Monday night football victory. Browns have had a little bit more time. Browns understand that they need this game to be able to build that legitimacy and also build their resume for having multiple home games during their playoff run. So I believe the Browns are going to take care of business. They're going to grind them out with their two running backs, and I have the Browns doing it. And I've learned my lesson. Do not pick the Detroit Lions on your money line, folks. No, I'm done with.
0: I'm done with them, dude. They, they're down ten in like inside the 20, Fourth in like ten, with like six minutes ago, and they went for it, kicked the field goal, make it a one possession game. Their coach is almost on the hot
1: seat, in my opinion. Anyways, moving
0: on. All right, wild card pick. Who do you got?
1: For my wild card pick, I'm going to go with my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I'm going to go over under with a division rival. We have the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. New York Giants are coming to Dallas to visit. And looking at this, the last three seasons since Dak Prescott's really taken over the offense, only one time has this not gone over 52 and a half points. I'm going to go with over with this. Cowboys like to score a lot of points, they don't really stop teams from scoring. All the teams they've faced so far this season, with the exception of the Chargers, have been, they've scored well over 20 points. Cowboys are going to have to keep putting up points to stay ahead of New York. They always find a way to have the best offensive outputs from each other for their first meeting, so I'm going to stick with that trend. I'm going to say Cowboys and Giants go over the 52.5. What do you have, Nathan?
0: I'm also doing an over-under. I'm going to go back to the San Francisco-Arizona game here. I'm going to pick the over the 50, and the reason I'm saying this, Trey Lance, to me, he's going to either put up points— himself or he's going to easily give away points he he, they're going to let in my opinion they should just let him lose if he's going to play um and he's a Patrick Mahomes like player and I think he can either light up this Arizona defense and this is ends up being a shootout between the two teams or he has you know, a fumble and two interceptions, and Arizona has three possessions of super short fields and capitalizes and scores 20, 21 easy points. Regardless of the situation, I think it there's going to be a lot of points scored. So I'm picking the San Francisco-Arizona game to go over the 50.
1: Very nice. Now we'll jump to our Saturday night college football game and our Sunday night football game. For our Saturday night football game, Nathan asked for a mulligan because we wanted to focus on the bigger matchup of Penn State versus Iowa as opposed to Nebraska versus Michigan. Um, Nebraska versus Michigan, by the way, I would have said Michigan covers the three and a half. They're supposed to be giving up, but neither here nor there. Penn State versus Iowa, Nathan. What are you seeing or what are you picking for that game?
0: Yeah, I kind of already talked about it earlier. I think Iowa's going to pull out the victory. Um, but I think it's a, these are two just high-powered defensive teams. and um, So a two and a half point spread is just too close for me. Um, to pick the spread, so I'm going to stick with the over/under. It's at 41 and a half. You talked about Penn State traveling, you know, to the Midwest, well, Western Midwest, to play Wisconsin. It was a 16 to 10 game, right? I think Iowa's defense is a little bit better than Wisconsin, so, and I think their offense is a little bit better. So, but I think it's going to be that little bit kind of that game. just a low-scoring game. Um, just like the Penn State Wisconsin game was, um, I've got Iowa winning twenty to fifteen. So uh it's a thirty five point gain, the over under is forty one and a half, so I'm I'm gonna pick the under here.
1: Also, I'm gonna go over and under for this game. Just the spread is too razor thin to really feel comfortable going one way or the other for that. This game, forty one and a half, just kinda looking at the past history of these teams. I'm gonna go the under. I just feel like Penn State There's just not enough road history for me to feel comfortable with that. And then Iowa, yes, they've been putting up points, but I think they'll play close to the best. They'll do enough to deflate the ball to keep Penn State from being comfortable with what they want to do. So I'm going to go under with 41.5 as well. I just, too much history of Iowa just being staunch with their defense at home. That's what I'm going to go with. Now we move to our Sunday night football game where we have the Bills versus the Chiefs. Nathan, where are you going with this? All
0: right, let me just, let me just lay this out first of all, Sportsbooks has minus three Chiefs. That's a load of crap. Uh, and I mean, let me just lay this out here. So the Chiefs played four games this year, right? The least of amount of points they've allowed, the least amount of points they've allowed was in week one against the Browns. And they allowed 29 points. They've given they've allowed 30 points twice to the the you know the electrifying offense in Philadelphia. And they've also given the Chargers 30 points. And then they've given the Ravens 36 points. Okay? Let me put this in perspective. Those four games for those four teams they played have been by far the most points that any of them have scored this season. In fact, those teams' averages points per game is between 7 to 10 points lower than the points that they scored against... Kansas City so basically I can look at whatever the whoever's playing Kansas City at seven to ten points so whatever they're averaging points per game and you should expect them to score that many points I mean Baltimore should have only scored 16 points against the Detroit Lions the Cleveland Browns only scored 14 points against the one in three Minnesota Vikings and Philadelphia scored 11 points at home to San Francisco of so Let's just understand that. Every team that plays Kansas City, they have their best offensive game by far. Kansas City has the worst defense in the league. So now you're going up against a team, statistically, that has the best scoring offense and defense in the league. They have the best scoring differential in the league. Better than the Cardinals. And this team has even lost a game to Pittsburgh. Imagine if they redid that game. And Buffalo probably won by three touchdowns. Now, so week one is always difficult, right? You just never know what's going to happen. But Buffalo is shut two of their four teams out, and they actually have the opposite effect. Every team that has played them has had their lowest scoring games, right? Obviously, uh, Miami, right? They they just they got shut out by Buffalo, but then they go up against the undefeated Raiders and score twenty five points. Right? So this isn't just, a oh, they're just playing crappy teams. No, they, I mean, they're shutting them out at a 50% rate. It's unbelievable. The Buffalo Bills are a scary, scary, scary team offensively and defensively. They're averaging over 35 points a game. With the logic that I just said before, you add 7 to 10 points to whatever they're averaging a game. So I've got Buffalo scoring 42 to 45 points this game, maybe more. Now, Kansas City, they're going to score points too because they have a really good offense, if you don't know that. So, I want to pick the over under here because I think it's going to be the way over, like a 40 something to 20 something game. But when they're giving me three points to Buffalo, when I think they're going to win by double digits, I'm taking the Buffalo money line, man. I'm going to go for my two points here. This is ridiculous. I don't understand. I think people are still, I think sports books know that people still think that Kansas City Chiefs are actually a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And so they're putting it at a minus three to really have people just bait on that and to bank that money because this game's not gonna be close. It's gonna be a blowout. Buffalo destroys the Chiefs in Kansas City. And then there's a revenge game. Buffalo had a bad taste in their mouth last year losing the AFC Championship game. Buffalo's all over this. This is dude, get your popcorn. This game, if you're if you're a Kansas City hater like this guy right here, you're gonna want to watch this game.
1: Simply put, money line, Buffalo Bills plus 148 and that's my pick amen mic drop those are our picks for this week for the week five nfl season and looking at different aspects and also head coaching situations where jalen smith may or may not end up before this recording is posted and then also uh college football playoff projections but for tonight we're going to put the bow on this episode thank you so much for tuning in we are the sports forecasters you've been listening to nathan singer i'm nick alvarez we'll talk to you next time